Hello, it's Sarah here. I'm so glad you are listening to the Heart to Heart Outreach Podcast. One of my greatest passions is ministering to women, creating a space where they can learn from others and ultimately becoming the women God has made them to be. This message you are about to hear will surely do that for you. Why not share it with a friend as you grow together in Jesus? Hello again. Uh, we are back with a video too, as I did say that uh, uh, we will continue our, uh, tra- our teaching uh, on an, the next video. And I did say that we are going to start uh, with types of wrong mother-son relationships. The first one being mama's boy. Um, this is when the mom is making decisions. We've, you know, we've mentioned a whole lot of uh, all these things that the mom does. So mama's boy can never make decisions for himself. Uh, and then he finds it uh, incredibly very hard to, uh, for, uh, to escape uh, from this pattern of dependence um, when he is a grown man. And then it is not really uh, uh, healthy for a son to rely on, on, on their mom. I mean, all their lives uh, for help, you know. If a son still considers his mother to be the main priority in his life before even his partner, their relationship is very unhealthy. This causes the son to feel regret and guilt if he doesn't do what the mom says he must do. And then he resents her for uh, 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 demanding his attention because the mom literally demands the son's attention. So the mom has to love, the son has to love the mom because you love your mom. At the same time, the mom is doing this to you and then you feel like, God, you, that, that you know, resentment will always be there. So that's the turmoil that is going on in the life of a narcissistic a son uh, who, is being, um, who lives with a narcissistic uh, mother. This is not to say that um, a mother, a, a son shouldn't be close to their mother, you know, but there's a fine line there's a fine line to draw on from, you know, you need, as a mother, you need to know that, um, okay, he can now do this. I'm confident that he can do this and let go, you know, step back, you know, always step back, always step back. Don't continue what you were doing at age two, continue to do it at age 40. That's very unhealthy, you know, overprotective mother. That's number two. Overprotective mother has difficulty letting go of their son. And then um, it is important uh, for the son to have a close relationship with his mother while growing up, to have a secure and uh, a development and explore the world, uh, uh, you know, with, with, with the help of his mother. But um, an over, overprotective mother will never let go of his son to go and explore uh, by himself because she had groomed the son to believe that they can't do anything right. So the son also is afraid, you know, to launch out by themselves and, and do things because, you know, they have been conditioned to, to believe that they can't do things for themselves. If the mom is no longer there, then they will have to have a surrogate mother that would take the place of the mother, that would be doing those things that the mother was doing for them because they can't do anything. They are used to, uh, you know, uh, things being done for them. Number three is um, uh, the spouse substitute. One of the unhealthy mother-son relationship where the mother will replace 
the relationship she should have with her husband or partner with that of her son. That means uh, in most cases it's emotionally. And uh, it may be that the husband and dad is not living with the family for one reason or the, or the other, or the husband maybe is in drugs and alcohol. Uh, they are dysfunctional. They are literally non-existent in the house. Or whichever reason it can be, but the mom will push the son, the adult son, into the, the place of uh, the husband. And the needs that are supposed to only be met by a partner or a husband are going to be expected to be met by the son, by the mom. And that's when it becomes really, really, really odd. And I can tell you, it does happen. And again, in general, narcissistic men are forever trying to win their mother's attention and affection. They learned this earlier in life. So, you know, in the case of the proverbial and toxic mama's boy, the emotional umbilical cord has never been cut. So these people are still tied together. Whoever comes in, whether it's the mother's husband or partner, or whether it's the son's wife, they are just going to find that the mom is the son and the son is the mom and you can't separate them. If you take the son, you are going to take the mom. If you take the mom, you are going to take the son. That creates a lot of problems in both the mom and the son relationships. These type of people, the mom, uh, you, you may uh, notice that the mom never keeps a man. The husband will leave even if the husband married her, will leave eventually because it, it, it becomes uh, very unhealthy. And the, 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 the son who has married, the wife will eventually also leave. That's just, you know, the, 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 the tragedy of this type of unhealthy, uh, narcissistic mother-son relationship. And then the num number four is enmeshed parent-child relationships. Enmeshed is like, I did touch on it, that the mom is the son, the son is the mom. You can't separate them. There's no individuality. There's huge problems with codependency between the two of them. They rely on each other to fulfill their emotional needs, to make them feel healthy, whole, or just good. Although that sounds fine, they do it to, to the extreme and to the psychological health of both parties is, is to a point where they are put at risk. You know, their individuality is lost. Number five, when unhealthy becomes immoral or illegal. Poor boundaries can lead to disastrous ends between a mother, a narcissistic mother, and a son. Sometimes the above relationships can become more than just unhealthy, but illegal and immoral. Sexual and emotional incestuous relationships form in this kind of households. Although this is generally rare, the sexual one is a bit rare, they say, um, it's not that very common, but the emotional incest is very common between a narcissistic mother 
and uh, their son. And it happens because of lack of boundaries or boundaries that were never there. Boundaries that were broken by the mom deliberately when the child was growing. So the child grew up with no boundaries between them and the mom at all. The mom treated them like an adult, treated them like an equal, treated them like a friend, treated them like whatever. And then that has set settled in the son uh, as, as, as innermost being that they tr they see their mom. The mom can turn in one minute they are the mom, one minute they can be viewed as a girlfriend. Uh, you know, that's how twisted these things can be. Uh, the man in the life of the mom never survived the relationship due to constant competition with the narcissistic son, put downs from their wife, humiliation, degradation, and being made to feel they don't measure up. So when the partner is still there, the mom's partner that is, or the husband is still there, the mom creates this atmosphere of constant competition and comparison, which is very unhealthy, that she does between her husband and her son. With favor, go into the son's side. The son is always the best. The, the father is put down in the presence of the son. The son gets to a point where he looks down on the father because he knows he's won his mother's favor. He now acts like, I'm the head here, you are nothing, and you don't know a thing, even mom knows. Then over time, the husband if, if he stays, then they tend to drugs and alcohol to numb the pain or they leave. In most cases, they leave when they discover that this is now too much. They can't carry on like this. And likewise, it applies to the wife of the son. The same thing will happen. How to tell if a, a narcissist is having an incestuous, an emotionally incestuous relationship with his mother? How do you tell? How do you see it? If, uh, if the mother is a, a narcissist, he is go, she is going to turn this son into a golden son. That means my favorite son. So he, she may have five sons, she may have three sons, she may have two sons, but she's going to single out that one that is giving her supposed to be giving her the supply as the golden sun. And then once she does that, she starts to be seductive with him. And uh, and it begins in childhood. It's not something that begins when the when the uh, the son is now a man. This would have happened uh, uh, from the beginning of of of, of uh, the child's life. So the child grew up with the mom being seductive with them. Uh, from a, an early age. And then this is where we now say uh, they, they form an emotional incest. They, they you know, it, 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 it is not gone that far as to be sexual, but it is nevertheless perverse. It's perverse because that's not a normal way of uh, relating to a son. That's not a normal way a mother should uh, treat her son. And then the narcissist's biggest fear is that the supply will be cut off. So we've mentioned this. So the fear of the son leaving her 
is so much so and supersedes everything to a point where she will employ every psychological mechanisms to make him stay, even if it takes flirting with him. If I can flirt with him better than the women out there, he will come home running. He will compare me with all these girls that he meets out there and they will never measure up. I will always be number one for him and he will come back to me. That's the aim. And, and unfortunately, in some cases, she wins and the son will never have a relationship with anybody because the mom has taken everything, like kind of like just over overpowered him so much so that he doesn't see, he, he compares everybody that he meets with the mom and the mom is always number one, the way she does things with him. Uh, the mother emotionally marries the son and the son is expected to meet her emotional needs. Uh, if she is married, she emasculates her husband and chooses the son to replace him. The relationship with her son may not necessarily be sexual, but it is perverse and it's not a normal way a mom should uh, really uh, interact with her own son. Narcissist adult the uh, adult son always goes back to his mother after every failed uh, relationship. This is something that, you know, uh, a lot of, it happens a lot in life. We, we see it. Uh, where the, the son can never leave home. They try, they go, they come back. They try, they go, they come back. Because the, the, that umbilical cord, as I said, they said this uh, umbilical cord that has never been psychologically cut is still there. So whoever they are with, psychologically speaking, it's like a spiritual kind of thing that the mom's presence will always be there. And that presence, that unseen presence, will disturb every relationship the son would try to have with anyone. And he will always break up and go back to the mom. And every time they break up, he goes back to the mom. These are these um, older men that are still living with their mom and, and, and they would have had numerous failed relationships in, the, in their lives. Why? He feels safe there. You know, he always goes back to his mom because he feels safe there. The umbilical cord is still connecting them. That's the safety of the womb. He's still in the womb, literally. People who have narcissistic personality are often unable to give and receive love. That one we know from the previous videos. When he is with his mother, who is narcissistic herself and probably has an enmeshed relationship with him, he feels the closest thing to love. So the, the twisted love that he has with his mother, it gives him that kind of a feel that this is how love must be. From her house or company, he then attempts to find love out there. While feeling secure and closest to receiving and giving love, even though it's all twisted and not real. He will go out, flirt with girls out there, but he will always come back to the mom. Because this is the closest I can feel real love. Some people would do this for reasons such as to feel better. They find mom's place as where they can receive the psychological basic human needs. 
of security, love, acceptance, esteem, and respect. Running back to mom gives them a sense of security as well as love and acceptance. And the narcissistic relationship with his mother will continue with all his pain. But he is used to, to it by now. And uh, he grew up with it. So that's all he knows. He's not going to even try and, and run away or go somewhere else. And, you know, because that's all he knows. To him, it's normal. To him, it's a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's how life should be. So the false unconditional love he gets from his mom is better than being at risk of rejection by someone else out there. Whenever he meets someone, he would fake love. At times, he does truly love the person, but is bogged by his constant fear of rejection, feelings of inadequacy with his manhood to a point where it becomes difficult for him to commit. He risks losing the person he loves for fear of rejection or of him not being man enough because you know this uh, feeling of inadequacy the mom has drilled in him that you are not good enough that you, you you don't know anything that you can't be anything that you are rubbish you are all this you know those things when he was growing up that were instilled uh, by his mom they live in him they live with him even when he's a man so when he meets a woman the, 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 those things they come back to say who do you think you are? You are not like so-and-so. You can't take care of a, a woman. You don't know how to be a, 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 a husband. You don't know how men treat wives. So they will always sabotage their own relationships and, and go back to their moms because that's the safest place that uh, you know they, they, they feel. The mom has um, uh, um, taught this uh, 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 man, the, the son, to, to, to breadcrumb because she herself has been breadcrumbing her, her own love. So one minute she's affectionate and loving. One minute she is uh, angry with him and uh, belittling and degrading. And then the son goes on to do the same with his own relationships. One minute it's up and down. The, the, the spouse can never know where they stand. One minute they are doing well, they are okay, or uh, it's goody, goody, go lucky. Then the next minute they are rubbished, they are put down, you know, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are, they are criticized harshly and, and it's, a, it's a seesaw kind of life and the, that, that type of a relationship will never last and then that's when the spouses will always uh, leave them because of that because it causes confusion it causes disillusionment in 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 in, in a relationship and even if it you know he he treats a, a, the spouse maybe in a loving manner it's all fake because he doesn't really truly know how to love because he was never loved himself you can't give something that you don't have you can only give what you have they are void of love they are void of empathy so it's difficult for them because they didn't get it as as children from their caregivers. So it's difficult for them now to give something that they don't have. They copy people, they mimic, and they mirror other people. They look at men, how they interact with women. Then they try it on uh, women when they're with women. But then it won't last because it's something that is not coming from within them. It's something that they copied from somebody else. And that's why their relationships always fade because it's never genuine, it's never authentic.
So they have this push-pull kind of a type of a relationship. They love one minute, one minute uh, they, they, they don't. They, they pull you in by treating you nicer, giving you gifts maybe, doing whatever you like. And then when you come now full-blown, full yeah, the, the girl has let uh, her guard down. She has opened fully now. Her heart is open. Then the narcissist is afraid. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't know how to go about this. And then he pushes the, 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 the woman away. And then the woman gets hurt. He gets, she gets disillusioned when it happens over time, you know, many times. Then eventually she says, no, this is not normal. I've never had anything like this or nobody is experiencing this. And then they leave. And then the narcissist will never have a steady relationship. Even if it, they went on to marry, it will always end up in, in, in a problematic so the narcissist exists as a as people on a never ending quest to find the person who has the ability to love them and make them feel loved for more than just a short period of time hence multiple relationships which we see as promiscuity they are known to be promiscuous they are known to be players but the reason they are like that is because they are looking for love that they can never get because they can't feel it they can't receive it and they can't give it so it's just something that is in them because of this personality. Um, what to do when you realize that things are not looking normal any longer? This is uh, for sons that are affected by their narcissistic mothers because we don't just teach about these things and leave you there. We try and give you solutions if you, you were looking for solutions, you know. First, admit there's a problem. All is not lost, you know, just because you grew up in that kind of an environment. All is not lost. Um, you know, the, the problems caused by unhealthy mother-son relationships can be healed. You know, the first step is admitting there's a problem and dealing with these problems by speaking to a therapist. They are specialist therapists that has, have specialized in personality disorders and they can help you navigate out of the trauma that you experienced under the hand of a narcissistic mother. There are other ways to get the same sort of help if they don't feel comfortable attending therapy by joining an online forum or something similar. And issues may still arise because a relationship has two halves. And if one is not prepared to work, at a, a solution, nothing will happen. So both parties have to seek help, not only one. Because when there's a problem in the relationship, you know, it may be, yes, the, the narcissist, but when uh, therapy is, 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 is sought, then both people should uh, go for therapy. Number two, set boundaries. There's nothing a narcissist hates more than being stood up uh, until you start setting some healthy boundaries, they will continue to control your life, even if it's your mom. When the adult child feels suffocated or controlled by their mother, it is very clear that boundaries that were in place were violated, and in most cases, by the mom. Some of the ways to strengthen your boundaries as an adult child, change locks if you can. I mean, if it comes to a push, you just change locks and, you know, send a strong message to the mom and say, I love you, but I'm not going to allow this. 
Don't answer the phone if there are multiple calls. These moms who demand that their adult son calls them everywhere they are, every minute, at the time that they wish, she wishes. You don't answer the phone. You don't respond immediately. That's setting boundaries. Go no contact if it comes to a push. If it comes to that place where it really is becoming uh, perverse uh, and you can see the signs, uh, just go no contact. And then leave maybe if you are strong enough to leave. Okay, now let me tell you this. If you are going to be uh, setting boundaries like that with a narcissistic mom, she's not going to like it. You are going to get a backlash. You are going to, uh, uh, you know, get uh, into trouble with her like before. Uh, you need to be prepared. Uh, boundaries means to them means that they have lost a piece of their much-needed control over you. They will push back and, and you've got to be steady and stand firm. You can turn lovingly to your mother and say, I'm sorry this upsets you. I care about you, but these are my needs and it is important that you take them to heart. Or I have laid out my needs and I don't plan on discussing anything further with you. You know, be ready with how to positively and firmly answer her when she exerts her control and manipulation again over you because she's going to try, she's going to strengthen, you know, the manipulation and the control. When she tries to imply you are incapable of managing in any given situation and, and offering to do it for you, you just say, thanks, mom, but I can manage. When she tries to give unsolicited opinion, this is a hallmark of a, a narcissist. They are the, I mean, in their heads, they believe they are the cleverest people. They believe they are intelligent, they are smart. They can tell everybody what to do. So they go around giving unsolicited opinions. Though the mom would have been doing that with you. So when she comes with her unsolicited opinion, you say, that may be your opinion, but I don't have to agree with it. And just walk away. When she rubbishes your decision, you say, that's my decision, and I'm not prepared to discuss it with you. By closing the conversation down, you deny the narcissistic mother the chance to gain control of the situation. And lastly, walk away if you can. That means you are now going no contact if it comes to a push and you are strong enough to say, I can face life uh, by myself. I don't need my, my mom to control my life any longer. If all else fails, then leave the room or just leave her, um, you know, leave the house. And forever or for some time, just sending the message to her to say, I mean what I say. My boundaries are, are there to stay. You know, there's no point in arguing with a narcissist. They will uh, never see your point of view and will always insist on being right. However, if the situation has become so toxic that your mental and physical health is suffering because of it, you may want to ask yourself if it's worth having them in your life any longer. And this brings us to the end of our teaching today. 
So I hope, yes, it's been a bit long, but I feel like uh, I haven't actually even touched everything. I just took out the main things, you know, uh, main points. But I think knowledge is, is power. And, uh, you know, when we are well informed, then we can avoid a whole lot of things that if we didn't have that knowledge before or that information before, we would, we would have gotten into. So I'm doing this uh, to help uh, people out there because, um, you know, this is just type of personalities that are abusive and they are very subtle and they do it in such a way that a normal, ordinary person will not see. So until next time, bye. And don't forget to go to my website, saramoloi.org and check out, um, you know, my book is still there. A Journey of a Thousand Miles Begins with One Step. Uh, is there. You can purchase, purchase it from there or Amazon or you can uh, give us, um, you know, a, a call or an email and, uh, you know, give us feedback as, as to, to how we are doing and how this is, is benefiting you because we are doing it for the benefits of humanity so people will know. And also, I want you to know, uh, you know, in closing, that um, a narcissist, uh, in, in as much bad as they may seem to be, they are bad. I have to tell you, they are bad because when they are bad, they are bad and they can be bad. But at the same time, this is a human being. At the same time, this is a person that has been created by God. At the same time, this is a person that did not have a choice as to who uh, brought them up. Because as we know that their personality was formed in childhood, they were not born with it. It was formed during childhood by the caregiver that uh, was there for them. So they didn't choose that. It just happened. So we do these things with empathy over them. We, we don't do it with hatred because they, they just don't know any better. They harm people. They do. And sometimes they are very vindictive. And most, not sometimes, most of the time they are very vindictive and they can harm people deliberately and they can sabotage things. They can do, it's only because they have this void inside of them. They are so extremely unhappy. They are hurting. They have this, uh, you know, uh, unfulfilled needs. They are struggling with who they are. They live a false life. They have to be somebody else out there and be their authentic self in the house. And they damaged everybody that came their way. You know, this is not a nice thing to, 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 to feel good about. So we know where they are coming from and that gives us this opportunity now to regard them with empathy, to regard them with the love of God because we can't love them properly, we, we, you know, normally. We are going to have to need the love of God to sympathize with them and empathize with them, knowing that they were damaged in childhood. Unfortunately, it wasn't something that they chose. So I'm just saying this. So when we come across these people or we are experiencing these things, we, 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 we have that inside of us as well to say we, we do know where this is coming from and we sympathize with you. So until next time, uh, for now, uh, goodbye, and please do check out uh, my book and, and support the, 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 the ministry. 
uh, or uh, that uh, um, we are trying to do here, helping people and, and giving out uh, free information that you would have to pay for a course to have, you know, you would have to pay for this in, in most cases, but we are giving it free. So goodbye and see you next time with the next video.